Welcome to Equipus Church Dunedin. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Will Levy. For more information, check out equipuschurch.com. Accelerate and propel us into everything that God has for us. Who, who, finds it, who, who finds it sometimes that you feel stuck? Anyone? I feel stuck sometimes. Feel like you, you, you've got this idea, you want to get somewhere, but sometimes you're like, I don't, I don't know what it is, but you feel like your feet have got concrete in them or lead boots or you're, you're stuck in quicksand or something and you just can't get that momentum. Well, I really believe tonight that this is, this is one of the greatest, greatest um, attributes you can have in your life to get momentum out of your life. Who wants momentum out of their life? Who wants their life to mean something? Yeah, everyone, everyone. <laughs> I pray that you want your life to mean something. And so we're going to, I just believe God wants to do something in and through that. Cool. Hey, so let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your love and for the gifts and the graces that are on our lives. And Lord, I pray tonight that as we unwrap your scripture, as we share a few points, more than anything, Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit presence is in this room and in our hearts. That every single person, every individual in this room would know who they are in you, Jesus. Would celebrate who they are in you, Jesus. Would thank you for how you've created them in your image. I pray, Holy Spirit, tonight that you would, you would pour out your love on every single person. Pour out your grace. Pour out your gifts. And Lord, that we would, we would be your hands and feet in this world. And so Holy Spirit, come and move as we pray, as we preach in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, there's been some uh, common passages of Scripture that we've used through this series out of, out of um, Romans 12 and 1 Corinthians 12. And, and Jason talked about them again this morning, the, sort of the, the um, motivational gifts and then the manifestational gifts, or the power gifts as as, as what we would call them. And um, I just want to read from 1 Corinthians again, but we're just going to read down a little bit further um, and go from there. So um, it talks about, just a quick recap, but our bodies have many parts. Who knows that all of our bodies have many parts? Yeah. Just, you know, just all you need to figure out right now is you look down at your right foot and now look up at your left hand, different parts. Anyone ever put their hand and tried, anyone tried to walk on their hands? Run on your hands. I think there's probably a world record for running a marathon on your hands or something like that. I don't know what it is, but who knows that it'd be easier running a marathon on your feet than it would be on your hands. Yes. Yes. I've just lost half the crowd when I said marathon, eh? <laughs> it's like, who knows that it'd be easier to run around to, down to Rob Roy Dairy? <laughs> haven't, I haven't mentioned Rob Roy Dairy for a long time. <laughs> uh, but it, we all, we're, the body is made up of many parts. The church is made up of many parts. As we've shared, you know, uh, there's people who are, who are in, in, out in the business world doing business stuff. That doesn't mean they're a different part to, to the church life. We are all part of the body. Yeah. Uh, we, I can't say, like, okay, this hand here is a part of the, out there in the world versus this hand here is part of the church. No, it's part of the body. Who knows that we need everything to work. Who's ever had an injury? Most people probably have had an injury in their, in their life and, and you've had to walk with a limp or uh, some of you may know that I hurt my finger a couple of years back. Praise the Lord, had a little operation and that part's now working a little bit better. 
But there's, there's, there's times where the body, we all need to work together. Yeah. Uh, when, when you're missing, you're missing. It's not like, you know, yeah. <laughs> Do you get it? Like, let's make sure. I want to make sure you get it because we talk about gifted and grace and we talk about as individuals and we have this, we might have a function over here, but it's still connected all the way through. Yeah. And so it's really important that we know that we are gifted and we are graced, but we are together, together. We're connected. Yeah. And when, and when, when, we, when we're not around or we're not doing what God has called us and how to function, then when we're, we're a bit missing in action. And tonight I want to encourage us that let's, let's stay true and let's stay part of the body of Christ. It goes on, it says from verse 27, all of you together are Christ's body and each of you is a part of it. Here are some of the parts God has appointed for the church. And it goes down, it says apostles, prophets, teachers, those who do miracles, gifts of healing, people who can help, the gift of leadership, those who speak in unknown languages. Verse 29, it says, Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers? Do we all have the power to do miracles? Do we all have the gift of healing? Do we all have the ability to speak in unknown languages? Do we all have the ability to interpret unknown languages? Of course not. Here's the thing, we're not all thumbs. We're not all kneecaps. We're not, you get it tonight. We're, not, we're all different, but together we make up the body. And so we're not all of it. But, but it says here in verse 31, so you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. Now, here's the thing is, what is the most helpful gift? I don't know. But you'll know when you need it. You'll know the most helpful gift when God puts you in a situation when you're going to need to use those gifts, right? You can go with me tonight. And so there's, it says here, there, is there a desire? So you should desire the most helpful gifts. I want to challenge us tonight. Is there a desire? Because we can be so intent in trying to figure out who we are. It's, it's something that, that challenges all of us. How has God made us? Who am I? What is my makeup? How, how many people have done um, uh, those, those surveys? And you, you're a lion or an otter or a beaver. Anyone? Or you come out as another animal or you come out with the, the, the ETMP, uh, those leadership things or, or, or strength finders. You know, you come out with some information that tells you about your makeup. And tells you about where your strengths are versus some of the, maybe the areas that are a little bit more challenging. And, and you have all these things, but it also, is, the Bible's talking about here, so you should also earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. I believe the most helpful gifts are the gifts that you need when you need them. Anyone, anyone tried to use the wrong tool for a job, but it sort of can work. Right. You, you, needed a, you needed a screwdriver to take that screw out, but you don't have a Phillips head, which is this, this, the cross one, but you just try and use a small, straight screw, and you're there, and you're trying to undo it. Like, get, let's, let's, let's desire the right gifts. And, and so tonight, I just want to encourage you, let's, let's desire the right gifts in the right moment. And you'll know. When God calls you, you'll know. 
the right gift and some of those gifts are compassion. Some of those gifts are other things that we'll get into. And he goes on and says, so you should honestly desire the, the most helpful gifts, but now let me show you a way of life that is best of all. And here ends 1 Corinthians chapter 12. So at the very end of 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 12, it's like he, it's the teaser to the next chapter. He's like, now let me tell you, let me show you a way of life that is best for all of us. Who wants to know a way of life that is best for all of us? Yeah. All right. You got to come with, you got to talk to me a little bit tonight. I've had one V and a cup of coffee. <laughs> and we will get there. So 1 Corinthians chapter 12 then flows into 1 Corinthians chapter Thank you. Well, it's a little, bit, a little bit louder on the youth side of things. We're not stra straining the brains that much. 12, 13, all right? It's all good. And it goes from this, it goes into this chapter, and it's all about love. Yeah. Now we just lost half the youth. <laughs> all right, I'm just teasing. But it goes into 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and so Paul's talking. He's, he's, he's been teaching about all of these different gifts. All these power gifts, all these manifestation gifts about the power of the Holy Spirit, doing miracles and all this other stuff. And, um, and, but then he leads into this, this is the, but this is the way of life behind it. This is the motivation behind it. And so he goes into everything. And so when you're using the gifts on your life, this is the filter that we should be rolling out our lives with. It says this. If I could speak of all the languages of earth and angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noising gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had a gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. See, what happens is we, we can sometimes figure out our gifts, and we can figure out who God's called us to be. And, and I've heard it before. I've heard people, heard people come up to me. I'm a leader. I'm a leader. I'm a leader. No, what you are is a, oh, can't say that. Why? Because you're, you're, not, you're not filtering your gift through love. You're actually filtering your gift through ambition. You're filtering your gift through pride. You're filtering your gift through, through wanting to climb, climb the ladder and, and get to the top. But what you're doing is you're standing on people on the way. And so when it, whatever gift, whatever grace that you have, my, my sole message tonight is that you would know the motivation of your gift and grace. That you would know what it is. And, and, I, and I, oh, where's it gone? There it is. The title for this message that I just wrote down is Gifted and Grace to motivate people in love. Good. Good. To motivate people in love. What gift, what grace have you got, but are you filtering it through love? Paul goes on and says all these things, if I could do all this, and if I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it, but if I didn't love, love others, I would gain nothing. If I didn't love others, so you can have all you can be the most talented person in the world, but if it comes from a place of arrogance, you're gonna gain nothing. If you're gonna put your put it into the filter of love, you'll you'll gain everything. It goes on and it says this in verse four. 
Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud. And it's not rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. And it keeps no records of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustices, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. See, I want to talk about this tonight because I think sometimes we get stuck in the mud. We get stuck with concrete boots because we've lost the love. Who's seen Top Gun recently? We've lost that love and feeling. Sometimes we do. Like, like I, I remember starting to pastor, and I was this very naive person, and, and I loved the church in Marston. They were very, very gracious. But I'd go to conference, and I'd see all these older people, and the, the, there was no spark. There's all, these older pastors and, and people, and, and they were trying, but there's just there's no spark. And I thought, I, I, and I'm not saying this is the answer or why, but you know, as you get a little bit older, what happens is you, you, you have more and more circumstances, more and more opportunities to, to hold back. More and more times because you get hurt, you get disappointed, or, or, or stuff, or maybe even in your life, and I talked about this last week, is, is the start to life might not have been the start that you wanted, and, and so you filter everything. But you filter it through hurt, and you filter it through pain, and you filter it through those challenges, and 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 you know, and I've seen some of these pastors. I'm like, come on, we just got to just get back to that the love that God has. And and tonight, I want to encourage you. You know, love is patient. That's the Paul's saying. You might have all these gifts, but let me let me teach you a better way of life. And it says that love is patient. You know, I've had to learn love. I've had to learn patience. I've had to learn a lot of these things. Love is patient and it's kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud. Have you ever been, you ever been jealous? This is the moment you don't have to put up your hand. <laughs> have you ever been boastful or proud? Now, I'm not saying don't be boastful, don't be proud. Be boastful and proud in the right things. Be super boastful in who God's created you to be. But does it come from a filter of love? Does it come from a place of love? Is it is, is not proud or is not rude? Uh, TBH. TBH is just a, an acronym for I'm going to be rude in a minute. Right? To be honest, if you're unsure. Like sometimes, oh, can TBH, I just want, like, no, it's just, a, it's just an excuse to be rude. Or it may, unless you have the relationship with that person, obviously. But a lot of the times we just want to be, have an opportunity to be rude. No, love is not rude. You know, I'm, I'm firmly, I got brought up with it. If you haven't got anything nice to say, don't say it at all. Sometimes I can be in a room with one person. I just choose to sh shut my mouth. Maybe if I'm challenged in that situation. Because I'd rather not say anything than be rude. And maybe, maybe there's a challenge in your world where you might have people that you're like, mm. 
But I want to encourage you, like your gifts and your grace have got to be used through the motivation of love. It doesn't demand its own way. Ooh. See, this, this passage is used in, in, in weddings. Man, you know, that, this is the easiest passage to put into a wedding. It's the hardest passage to put into, a, into life. Because in a wedding, you love the other person straight away. You start off that marriage with love. But when it comes to other people in the world, sometimes we don't start off with love. <laughs> Are we right tonight? Don't worry, I love you. Love is patient and kind. It's not jealous. It does not boast. It's not proud. It's not rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable. Love, it keeps no record of being wronged. That's a hard one. No record of being wronged. It's gone a little quiet, eh? You're like, oh, there's a bit of, oh, man. Hey, uh, can I just, um, I'm, pre- I'm preaching to myself. There's areas that I struggle in. Struggle with some situations. But I'm being challenged. It keeps no record of being wrong. Now, if you want to, if you want to truly get out of that mud, if you want to truly get out of the concrete and you and, and 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 move forward in your relationship with God and move forward in how He can use you, you got to filter those gifts through love. Yes, it keeps no record of being wronged. Yeah. You know, some stuff is horrible. I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not discrediting any of the hurt, any of the pain, or any anything. But love keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustices, but rejoices when the truth wins out. I want to say, if there's areas that are that you're carrying where there's hurt and there's pain, and you're finding it difficult of not keeping a record, just filter it through the next line. Where it says, and, when, and put your trust in God. Where it says. Not rejoice about injustices, but rejoices when the truth wins out. Give it to God. God will not be mocked. And the truth will always come out with God. Verse 7, it says, Love never gives up, never loses faith, and is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance, every situation. You know, you can apply that into any, all of our worlds. You might be at high school, and there's that bully. You might be at primary school and there's that bully. You might be at university and there's a bully. You might be, I don't know, wherever you are and there's that person who's just irritating you. But come on, can we believe that love never gives up? Love never loses faith and is always hopeful and endures through every situation. You know, so how do we we step into this? Because that's the challenge. We can read all of this. And we can even agree with it in our, in our heart, but how do we step into it? Well, here's the thing. The, the, the way that you receive is the way that you give. Let me bring you back to a scripture that you most probably all know. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only sons so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. The way that you receive God's love, is the, it will be a direct way of how you reflect it onto the world. See, some of you tonight have got to learn how to forgive yourself. 
Some of you tonight have got to learn how to receive God's love in that situation. You might feel like you're not gifted. You might feel like you're not grace. You might feel like you've done this. You might feel like you've had a stink start. You might feel like you've done something that you can't come back from. Can I just say no? Tonight, God loves you so much that he, he sent his son to die and pay the penalty of my sin, your sin on the cross. But it's more than just his sin on the cross. He sent him to love us, to love you. Sometimes it's really hard. It's like, oh, you preach about love heaps in, in church and you can just miss the opportunity and you let it go by. I've heard it all before. But do you know again tonight that God loves you? Uh, in, in, um, in Romans chapter 13, verse 8, it says, Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. Let no debt remain outstanding but the continuing debt to love one another. Our job is to love people. Our job is to use our lives to love people. See, in... Um, in Colossians, verse three, to twelve, uh, Colossians chapter three, twelve to fourteen, it says, "Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, do you know that you're dearly loved tonight? No, you're dearly loved. You're dearly loved. You're dearly loved. And in, in in my life." I grew up with my mum and my sister at home, and I had a, had, a, had a stepdad. He turned up on the scene around the age of me being six, and, um, you know, he, he, was, he was cool. He was awesome. He treated me nice. He looked after me, looked after mum, my sister. It was pretty good. And then sometimes my dad would, like, come visit, and many times we, he'd say he was going to turn up and pick me up and go out and, and go wait at the letterbox. And as a six-year-old looking down the street waiting, looking down the street, and I go back in, Mom, what time did Dad say he's going to be here? Two o'clock. I was like, okay, cool. Like 1.30, I was up there just in case he was early. 1.30 goes by. I was all right, two o'clock, two o'clock, two o'clock, two o'clock, two o'clock. Car coming, no car. It's all right, cool. 2.30, ah, it's all right. Three o'clock, three o'clock, come on, come on, Dean, come on. Four o'clock, five o'clock, six o'clock. Mum yells out, Will, come in, come inside. His dad's not coming tonight. You know how many times that happened? Numerous times. My dad never turn up. He'd miss out. He wouldn't come, we wouldn't pick me up. You know, and through that situation, I came to a point where I had a real rejection complex, a real, 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 real something that was a real deep-rooted rejection complex in my heart and in my life. And, and, and so as I grew up and as I started you know, experiencing life, whenever there were moments of rejection, I, I, I got really down on myself. And it wasn't until maybe about 10 years ago that I figured out what it was and and I knew Jesus in my life and everything, but there was those moments where I just thought, man, I don't, I don't know how to receive love because love's not, it was just a challenge. But here's, here's the thing tonight is 
that you can, you can trust God. He'll never let you down. See, many times where I felt Dad let me down, but, but God's never let me down. Jesus has never let me down. And, then, and, and tonight, if we can just change our filters a little bit and say, you know what? I love you, and I love you, and I love you, and, and, and stir that in our heart to go, you know what? I'm going to do this today. I'm going to serve. I'm going to use my gift for Jesus. You don't have to live with these hurts. You don't have to live with these pains. You know, there's many times where even something else happened in my, in my life, and I ended up not talking to my dad from the years of third form all the way to the years of seventh form. It, was, it wasn't great. It was an insecurity, and we never, both of us never reached out to each other. So again, there was this great gaping hole of just not knowing what it was to be loved. But, uh, but I knew God, and I knew Jesus, and he was slowly just filling up that tank. I had my stepdad, and he was awesome, as I said, but... As I, got, I, we, I grew up a little bit and left home and, and I got married. And, and uh, one day, just at a, Desiree and I were at home, I get a phone call and mum rings me and says, oh, look, um, you know, you, my stepdad and mum were breaking up. They were splitting up. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. It's not really cool, but, you know, because that's a common reply. And um, so mum hung up the phone, and I thought, oh, what do I need to do? And so I rang my stepdad back, and I said, oh, hey, look, um, look, you've, you've sort of been my dad since I was 6 to 22, 23. I still want to, like, hang out, catch up. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that'll be good. That'll be awesome. You know, I haven't talked to him since I was 22. Filters. Sometimes filters come on your life. And, 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 and they, 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 they put concrete in your shoes and, and, and they'll, you'll start looking through things like that. And they just added to that rejection complex. And they added to those things. It's like, oh, no, no that's, that's not who I am. That's not, that's not how God's graced and gifted me. That's not, not, that's not the love of God. And so, so everything now, as, as, as you use the grace and you use the gift on your life, oh, I encourage you to, to put it through the filter of love. See, love's patient. Love's kind. Love does, is not envy. It does not boast. It's not proud. It does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. There's, there's stuff that will, you'll go through in your life, but can you... Can you believe in a miracle of love in your life to go, you know what, I can step out and I can reach people. You know what, I, I, I like, this only, it's a miracle I'm pastoring a church. It's a miracle. Because, like, let's just be honest here. TBH, TBH, all right, TBH. Well, we used to lead youth and do everything in, in, our, in our church back in Whitby. And I've shared this before, but Desiree would always like to invite people home for lunch. I was like, no, no, I don't want anyone home for lunch. Now I love having people home for lunch. Why? Filter of love. I'm just sharing these things out of my own life tonight because I'm a firm believer if, if I can do anything, you can. 
Um, <laughs> I'm just an ordinary, average person, just like all of us. And, and if we can grab hold of the, of the love of God, the way we receive Him will be the way we reflect Him. The way we receive God will be the way we reflect God. No, I love, I, I so love it. I love the testimonies, and some of you have never been here, and you don't even know who Hannah Tregoni is. But I love it when she was up here worship leading, and she'd like forget the words and, and do something wrong. But man, her spirit of worship was amazing. Yeah. And you just laugh, and you get on with it. And it was, it was awesome. Love, a couple of weeks ago, we were short in, in worship team. We had Sean, and we had Logan. And uh, it was like watching... Oh no, they, were, they did awesome. They did awesome. They did awesome. Well, sometimes we think about our insecurities and we think, oh, what, is it, what are people going to think about me? And we start diving into that area of comparison. You know, young adults camp, I'm like talking about expression and, and all that. And we, all we do now is do emojis and others and I was like, oh, well, just, you know what a, one of the emojis is? It's like laugh out loud rolling on the ground. I don't care about laughing out loud rolling on the ground. It's awesome. Why? Because I'm believing to have a place of breakthrough. I'm believing to have a place of vulnerability so that everyone else can step into a place of vulnerability. Music team, if you guys can jump up, that'd be cool. The filter of love. The motivation of love. As you know, I've been working on this guy who used to work at Placemakers. I've been conjuring up ways to invite him around home and keep connecting with him. And The great thing is, is that he likes playing golf, so it's not very hard to conjure up ways to connect with him. But you know what I'm doing it all through? It's not, it's not all for me to get better at golf. It's not for me to get my, my grass looking better. It's, it's because I love him. Genuinely love him. Because he needs Jesus. Every single person who doesn't have Jesus needs Jesus. It's one of the things why we always go on about praying for people part of the, my heart for my family. I'm always talking about praying for my family. My side of the family. Praise the Lord for Desiree's side. My side, I love them. But they don't know Jesus. But I don't want to stop there. See, in, in Luke chapter 10, verses 25 to 37, it says, the story of one day an expert in religious law stood up and tested Jesus by asking him this question, Teacher, what should I do to inherit the eternal life? Jesus replied, What does the law of Moses say? How do you read it? And the man answered, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength and all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Right, Jesus told him, Do this and you will live. Then the man wanted to justify his actions, so he asked Jesus, who is my neighbor? And it goes on, and Jesus tells the parable of the Good Samaritan. But I want to just rewind back to a little bit of the Scripture earlier. 
See, verse 27, it says, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. How do you love yourself? How do you love yourself? Because that's the way you're supposed to love your neighbor. Can I just say, some of you are too hard on yourselves. Some of you are way too hard on yourselves. You think, I'm not good enough. I couldn't do that. Who am I? Why would God pick me? Why would He choose me? What am I going to be good at? What could I ever do? Stop being so hard on yourself. Nothing's disqualified you from the love of God. Nothing. 1 John chapter 3, verse 16 to 18 says, This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down His life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words of, or speech, but love with actions and in truth. Tonight, I'm going to create a moment so you can stop being so hard on yourself. Creating a moment that you'll know just how amazing and how awesome you are. Just how, just how God's created you. And just that the call of God is on your life. And it just takes a, a knowing of God's love to, to then be able to reflect it out. The motivation behind stepping into that is love. There's only one reason I'm up here. <laughs> and I tell you, it's not ambition. It's love. There's only one reason we're doing this. It's love. When people walk through the doors, when you've got ch challenges in your world, we love you. If you're at home online, we love you. Trust me, these last few years, there's headspace, not much left. Why? Because we're thinking. We're loving. People text us, message us all the time. And we happily, happily love people. Happily serve them. But I, only, I can only do this because I've let let God do a work in me. And can I say this? God always has got to do a war on a fitness. Check your heart, because out of the heart flows the issues of life. But I pray that you don't let something too hard hurt you, that you can't let God heal you. Because out of that, He'll, help you, he'll, he'll motivate you to love others. So how? How do we let God heal us? How do we let God love us? Real simple. If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in truth. But if we confess our sin to Him, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us from all wickedness. That's, that's the Bible's way of saying if we just come to Him, 
confess some of the things in our life and say, Lord, I'm sorry, come and fill me. And He'll come and fill you. He'll come and restore you. He'll come and refresh you. There's many, many, many occasions in the Bible where when you ask for help, God heals, God answers. And so tonight as we, why don't we stand to our feet? We're gonna sing that song and a moment. Meet me here. And I wanna encourage you as you step into the gifts and step into the grace that's on your life and you just be prepared to be used in season, out of season, be, be, be prepared to desire those other gifts, but come from a place of love. Let, let the motivation of my heart be love. And you'll be surprised of how God uses you. Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equipus Church, Denise. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipuschurch.com.